welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Sir Henry Pembleton, uh, and I am one of your hosts for this week. Oh no, I, oh jeez, Colin has been quantum leapt. Uh. <laughs> oh, oh my god, oh god. I got accidentally swapped with someone in the timeline. That was fucking uh, horrifying. I was that... trying to get an expert for the episode, and I accidentally <laughs> just swapped right. with the man. That was frightening. Hi, I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. Uh, I'm I'm James Anderson, one of your other hosts. I gotta say, I'm happy to have you back, yeah. but part of me misses Sir Henry Pemberton. Okay, hang on, hang on. Let me the, the let me just um, just like. Let me just see if I can real quick. Let's um, <laughs> hang on. Let me. <laughs> Can we talk to uh, Yeah, Henry I'm running Pemberton? some real quick calculations. One moment. Uh, I see this as an absolute win. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, <clears throat> hello. Uh, am I, I'm back here again in this very weirdly bright room. What is... What are, oh, this, what is these... a, this is a terrible mistake. Oh, God. No, no, no. no. Bring back Colin. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's terrified of, of all my computer screens. Um, do you want to pull up an extra chair? I don't, I don't understand. What is... <laughs> What is this? It's a what phone. What is a chair? No. What is a phone? There are chairs. Oh, God. <laughs> James, we might have made a mistake with this one. Well, we'll just see if he has anything interesting to say. You just, you just sit down right there. I'll keep an eye on you. And you can, ch- you know, you can chime in if you have anything to add to Okay, thank you, sir. Yes, this is very kind. It's very cool. I created Cloak and Dagger. You Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's very cool in your house. How is that possible here in New Orleans? I don't understand. It is quite hot usually. It's like ah uh, yes, uh, we have something called air conditioning. Air conditioning. I see. I see. Hmm. I don't know what any of those words. Well, I know what air means, but I don't know what that means together. But I am intrigued to listen to this air conditioning. Okay. All right, this has been a weird energy to start the show off with. Uh, so I don't know how much of that's going to get left in the episode or not. But James, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm I'm well, and welcome to you. Thank you, and I guess also to you, sir Henry Pemberton. Yes, yes, thank you, thank you. Okay. So we are talking about 1793. Uh, we are, you know, we're actually pretty quickly catching up to modern day, really, when you think about it. Um, and we are talking about another moment from an episode that we previously mentioned of Cloak and Dagger. So this is Cloak and Dagger season one, episode 10, and it starts at nine minutes and 49 seconds and ends at 10 minutes and 48 seconds. Um, so let's let's talk about this. Um, I actually did go in and and try to do some uh, some historical. What's the word for it? Like uh, deep diving, I guess maybe is the word yeah, for it. Yeah, you know, because I was sure. I was thinking uh, last time we we talked about something from this episode. There was a story that did seem like it, you know, potentially could be a story that was passed down. It could potentially be true. Uh, or at least yeah, as far as like, you know, the the, the legend, if you will, like parts right, of what sure. happened probably didn't actually ha- like it probably didn't bring the crops back simply because one of them died in the water. Uh, but like the idea right. that like this story and situation happened probably happened and then people like pass that along. 
Uh, and sure. I'm starting to think that the stories that they're telling in this episode are all historical fiction. Um, yeah. Because I looked up the two characters that they mention, and they are nowhere other than this episode of this TV right. show. Right. Um, yeah. So that does make me think that I may have spent a lot of time doing research on <laughs> like, on non like on non existing things, and Google kept being like, mm -hmm. "I have given you everything I have, which is these two <laughs> links." And I'm going, "There's got to be more." They're like, "Please stop." <laughs> what are you hiding? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know what this was? This was, okay, here's a first time for this segment. This was part of Ask Jarvis. Uh, and Ooh. I Googled, you know, I should, I, I want, I want to see if I can figure out all the different things that I searched. Okay. I typed in, <laughs> here are the, here's the different things that I searched. 1793 Wilson brothers. Then I realized I should add more context. 1793 Wilson brothers, New Orleans. 1793 Wilson Brothers New Orleans Duel. 1793 New Orleans Duel. New Orleans Duel. Then this this is I love moments like this. It's like, like a pyramid. It's like It is very funny to me like sometimes I like whether it's Siri or Google, sometimes I just start adding in like a full-length sentence that it's not going to necessarily know what I'm saying or actually answer. And then I wrote this is the last thing I googled, which is do you actually have anything to say about 1793 in New Orleans? Was and three question marks and once again, uh, I got nothing from that. Uh, and I think it's just very funny that like I sometimes am just like shaking the internet essentially as by the lapels and going, yeah. "Give me information." They're like, "Here are directions to Dunkin' Donuts," and I'm like, "No, God, stop giving me sponsored ads." Seventeen ninety three New Orleans Avenue, yeah, Chicago, pretty much. Illinois. Yeah, <laughs> um, which is uh, the sort of thing. And I also love when I'm like, "Give me this information," and then they're like, "Okay." Here's this article missing, and then almost every keyword is then crossed out, and it has only one of them <laughs> left. And then it says must include these five things. It's like, yeah, buddy, like that's what I'm looking for. Fools. This article has the number seven in it. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. They're like, uh, <laughs> does this do it for you? I'm like, absolutely not. But thank you anyway. So yeah. So was there a storm in 1793? Were you able to see about that? Oh, actually, did I Google that? Uh, you know what? I actually never Googled that. Let, here we go. Here's a... Uh-oh. Live Jarvis. Here's a live Ask Jarvis. Uh, and so this will be interesting. Okay. List of Atlantic <laughs> It sounds like you're hurricanes. saying a live Ask Jarvis. <laughs> What'd you say? It sounds like you're saying a live Ask Jarvis. Oh, sorry. Like... Live Ask <laughs> Jarvis. Uh, okay. So I am currently in a list of Atlantic hurricanes. I have just passed the seven, uh, the 80s, rather. Uh Okay, actually, yes. Uh, there is uh, one that did hit this area uh, in 1793. It did not last very long. Uh, so I this might be a thing where, again, they took like one little piece of information and then stretched right. it very, very heavily. Uh, because in yeah. August of 1793, Louisiana, uh, a hurricane caused crop damage and minor flooding. So not, nothing Ooh. huge, but, you know, it's enough that they, you know. Now, they could have also potentially used some of the information for a unknown hurricane. Uh, I think unknown is uh, the, like, uh, is, oh, unknown is how many deaths there were, the death toll. Um, ah, I was, like, trying to figure out what this meant. So in October of 1793, the Cayman Islands were also hit with one. 
uh, which did, according to their records, devastate the Cayman Islands. It just does not say how much the population um, was hit. Although it does state that the population was still struggling to recover in uh, 1794 when they were hit with another one. Um, right. So, so yeah, so there is there is that. Um, mm. Now, I will, real quick, I, I will say, this is not quite exactly a why that year, um, but like we're, we're yeah. kind of like very close on that territory. Because what is yeah, interesting yeah. is that in 1794, one year later, there was a much larger uh, hurricane that did hit Havana, Cuba, and Louisiana uh, and did much more damage, uh, like heavy flooding, mm. high winds, crop damage, and unusually large hail occurred as well. Um, and it killed well over 100 people. So like, I'm surprised that that's not the one that they Ooh. used for their timestamp. Um yeah, but you know, I, I would I would be very curious to know if it may just may have just been like a, a certain amount of time between stories, may have also been a key factor. Um, right. Although the, the 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 story that we're talking about here, right? There's a storm within the the moment, which we'll get to in just a moment. Um, they they don't necessarily talk about it like doing like a crazy amount of damage necessarily. It just was causing like a lot of of uh, of sort of turmoil. But I guess maybe. The right. 1793 one was like bad, but it wasn't so bad that it was like killing hundreds of people. So maybe that's maybe that's right. the story. Yeah, that could be um, that. So this uh, this thing that we're talking about though is all from, uh, like I said, season one, episode ten. Oh, I already gave the timestamp. I'm sorry. Yeah. In my yep. head, I had not given that. Um, so the story essentially uh, that we see within this moment is yet another story of. Um, now, although they haven't said it in either of these stories, I did have to sort of look up why they kept telling stories of this nature. Yeah. Um. So I feel like Divine I'm gonna I'm gonna get into it now, even though we haven't really heard of the term. But I feel like we need some context for these stories. I think you said some. I think you gave some context last time. I think that context is is totally fine. But yeah. Um. For sure. Right. But I mean, like, I didn't quite get into like why it's always stories of two people, really. Um. Because like now we're starting to see a theme in a way, right? So they have this right. thing called the divine pairing, which is a concept from New Orleans voodoo referring to the numerous catastrophes over the history of the city, with two people being able to stop the problem, usually resulting in the death and sacrifice of one of the two. Uh, and there are five stories essentially throughout um, the show about this, right? And the, the fifth one being the current heroes that we are uh, right. following. Um, now, uh, sorry, in 1793, though... Uh, there was a pair of brothers, Ewan, I think is how you would say it, E-W-I-N. I think so. I listened to it twice, and somehow I didn't quite catch how they said it. But Ewan Wilson and Leland Wilson, uh, a pair of brothers who were both in love with the same woman. Um, tensions rose, and then a storm that was growing and growing in the area. Eventually, the brothers decided to have a showdown to decide which should get to be with the woman, which also, like, not their choice. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, but yeah. whatever. Uh, however, Leland chose to sacrifice himself by unloading his gun before even the shooting like even begins. Um, and his sacrifice right. ended the feud and caused the storm to subside. Now, here's a very interesting factor about this, right? Um, is that like when you look at this battle, what is very interesting is that the two children in the first story that we talked about, right? Yeah. They both were like essentially like shirtless like you know what i mean so i mean part of that was also mm -hmm. the time and like their culture and everything like that but they weren't really doing anything where they were like sort of like 
showing sort of two sides of one coin. This is sort of the first time that we are seeing the sort of light force and dark force, even if they aren't necessarily magics, because one right. of them is wearing like a dark blue jacket, uh, like a midnight blue jacket, and the other one is wearing white. Um, also, right. though, a key factor of this is that in the first story, right, again, sort of some context here, the, the child that walked into the river uh, had a mark upon their arm. Right. When they went out to do the duel, the brother that died, which was, I believe, Ewan. Hang on, I'm going to double check it real quick. Um, I think it was Leland. Oh, no, yeah, sorry, you're right, you're right. So Leland is the one. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, I had them uh, opened up on my screen in the wrong order. I, I right. thought I had put them left to right as to you know which one led to which one died. Um, okay, sorry about that. So Leland um, walked out there in, in white and was already sort of mourning the situation, kind of was already mourning having lost this woman, um, was pretty certain that um, before he'd even made his decision to change, to not load his weapon, um, yeah. he had already mourned his his, lo his lost love and he wore a black band around his arm, like a symbol of mourning. Uh, yeah, and that wasn't because she died? Um, I just watched this like half an hour ago and, or... You know, I was ago. trying to write it all down at the same time. I think I—I I mean, I believe you. If the if, thing is okay, I was trying to write down my notes uh, as I went. And I did not write down that she died, but it's very possible. Um, oh no! Okay, here we go. Um, so he, he had a brother, Leland, with who he came into conflict due to both of them loving the same woman. With Ewan having the woman's preference, which left Leland heartbroken. So technically, okay. she did choose. Um, uh, Lee, uh, right. Ewan, I mean, uh, and so because he, he knew that he was, you know, he had losses. I mean, here's the other thing, right? Think of it like this. You're like, Hey, we're both interested in you. Which one of us do you want to be with? And she's like, I mean, I want to be with this guy. And then you're like, cool, we're going to go fight to the death over it. So if he does die though, you're cool to be with me then. Right. I feel like that's a weird <laughs> sentiment and like does not yeah. make any sense. But I think that like right. something that they I, I feel like it's a little bit more implied, um, but and maybe this is also my personal spin on it. But I also felt mm. like the law, the love that he felt lost, was also yeah. his brother's. I think. Oh, for you sure. Know, I don't I think, think it was for sure. just for the woman. Um, and the funny thing is, I I didn't write down her name. I don't think they ever named her. Nope. I nope. think they're just like. And then, and she's a she's sort of a rumor, if I recall correctly. It was like. They said it was over a woman. Yes, that, I mean that is true. They that is part of yeah. how they 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 worded it. So you know, perhaps it's kind of again, kind of like that idea of like telling stories and passing them down throughout time. Yeah. Um, yep. It's like a thing where it's like, oh, there might be other versions of this story where they were fighting over something else. Um, right. But just like the previous story, the brother with the band around his arm dies, um, yep. and of course, upon being shot. Uh, his brother runs over to him to like hold him in his arms, finds that he never even loaded his gun. The bullet is still you know, firmly grasped within his palm. Uh, and as the, the, the moment that the life leaves his brother's body, the storm magically dissipates. Yeah. Um, and essentially saves New Orleans. Um, right. And so that's the story that we have. Uh, here and today. So I, you know, again, I did a bunch of like deep diving and like try to find this. I will say there were a lot of different duels that happened throughout time in New Orleans. It was a fairly common thing. 
Um, there is uh, a very famous one that happened that was spoiled by the police, which I think uh, does make me laugh, where these folks like try to show up uh, and the sergeant uh, posted himself at a, at a station at four o'clock and detected them and was just like, hey, 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 basically stopped them uh, the second that they arrived and were like, no, 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 no. Uh, it, you know, the cars containing the different parties had barely reached the station uh, when they were arrested and locked up, which I think is very funny. And that was 1875, which I think might be one of the latest ones. Um, yeah. Wow. Which I think is also very, I mean, I think New Orleans is a state, I mean, city rather, sorry, is a city that had some of the longest running rules on uh, on duels and stuff like that. And the, I think the reason why the Ooh. police stopped that duel is because they were made illegal just a few years before. The last, like, right. quote-unquote okay. legal one was in 1867, um, which I think is another interesting little factor. Uh, and there's a couple of spots yeah. in New Orleans, like, if you ever go on, like, a, like an actual, like, sanctioned tour uh, and is done by, like, real locals and stuff like that, uh, they will frequently take you to some places where, that are like known for some of their larger duels and like where people, you know, fought and shot each other over, you know, seemingly nothing. I mean, like to them, I'm sure it was a big deal, but for you, you're right. like, it was over two chickens. They're like, well, I mean, the man owed him three and he was like, I'll right. let it Oof. be two. Yeah. And they were like, no, I'd rather shoot you. And it's like, what <laughs> the hell? You know, it's baffling. <laughs> I, I, I love in duels. Um, and that happens in this one. Like the one shoots the other and the one that has just shot the other is constantly like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. Like I didn't. Oh, man, these guns are supposed to be wildly inaccurate. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is very funny to me that like he does straight up like shoot his. I mean, here's the thing. He does turn around and aim with the intent to shoot and kill his brother mm -hmm. and then is surprised mm -hmm. when his brother is like. <laughs> Although I do also think that he expected to get hit or potentially actually be shot at. Um, right. But uh, yeah, I mean, interestingly enough, like does actually resemble part of uh, some of the jokes that we were making before we started the show, Hamilton. Um, yeah. You know, the the one person who's sure. like, surely there's no way he will not shoot at me. So I must shoot right. him first. And then he does. And then he's like, oh my God, you didn't shoot at me? What the hell is wrong with you? You know? <laughs> Um, which also is a very funny I saw funny him take the ball out of his gun. He's definitely trying to throw it at me. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think shoot he saw that. I don't think, I don't think that. <laughs> no, I know. But, I know. Um, yeah, apparently, and also in the, in the story, they say that, uh, apparently the one brother, you know, like had a change of heart and decided to sacrifice himself. But also like, again, right. I want to emphasize the, the woman in question had already chosen the other brother. So you didn't sacrifice yourself for shit, dude. Like, you were just like, I'd rather die than than not have this, which is and, like so dramatic. I mean, you also have the like um, satisfaction and reputation and all that, all that bullshit too, where it's like, I sac I'm sacrificing myself not for the woman, but for his good name or some crap. Like, which also where you're like, I don't sense. understand what you're talking about. Because also yeah. for the rest <laughs> of that man's life, he's walking around as the guy who shot and killed his own damn brother. It's like. Dude, yeah. like maybe he's like, oh, I'm mourning the lost love. And like, I'm doing this as a sacrifice. But really, he's like, I will ruin you from the grave like that. I don't know, it's such a weird <laughs> story. Like, I don't know. It's a very weird thing. I, I, yeah. I, I'm I, not going to get into it necessarily fully in this episode because we haven't gotten too heavy into some of the um, elements, but we are starting to see it. So I, I want to give kind of a teaser. 
Hey, can I do a quick IMDb oh, real yeah, quick? Yeah, before sorry, we, yes. Before we get to it. This is so quick. Avengers Ensemble. Ooh, I like it. Yes, perfect. Um, I love that name a lot. Uh, all right, so I just have two quick um, things. We've already talked about uh, in the 1650 episode, we talked about the sort of who wrote the episode and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Leland Wilson is played by Michael A. Cook. Um, and I right, get this. It's going to be like a Where's Waldo throughout our show. Ready? <laughs> okay. Michael A. Cook also played a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent in Avengers Endgame. Huh. An EMT in Ant-Man and an MRI tech in Avengers Civil War. Interesting. Hmm. So we are we're going to be on we in new segment Michael A Cook Hunt. What is Michael Timeline A cooking stuff. up now? Yeah, exactly. Where's Cookie? <laughs> um and then um I'm being told that Cookie Monster already has that as a prestige podcast so we can't do that we'll okay. we'll, we'll find a new one we'll have to well, we'll, give, we'll play their ad for free at the end of the episode <laughs> we're a cookie me find cookie that it i did not all know right, that you had so, a guest uh, that's impressive <laughs> all right and then ewan wilson is played by jason dowies or doughies maybe uh the only thing i saw that is in any way comic book related was he was officer reynolds in two episodes of the purge the tv show the TV show version of the okay, movie The Purge. Interesting, and that's it. So that's our that's our quick uh, our quick Avengers ensemble, uh, and that's it. And now Avengers disensemble, unless you're Michael A. Cook, dis-ensemble. in which case you're probably going to be in another production at some point. Blend into the background, Michael A. Cook. The Simpsons <laughs> gif of like Homer just slowly backing into yeah. the green and then coming back out in a Michael new costume. Yeah, yeah, it's like it just has a hat. Yeah. <laughs> it's super convincing emt hat yeah yeah. pops back out and now is wearing a hat for uh what was the other thing that he did oh shield uh, hat now a shield agent an emt and an mri tech so he like walks out and the hat has a shield logo and then just sort of steps back and then is like and then says emt because that's definitely what emts wear you know i I do think that's a very funny thing in like pop culture when like someone will have something that's like that and you're like they would not wear that in real life, but whatever. That's so we know who they are. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, that's why he's suddenly standing over the body. That I guess that tracks. Um, okay, so I'd like to give a very quick teaser for something that you can expect to hear me talk about. Perfect. Uh, and what I'd actually like to do is, is I don't know what episode it will it will come up in. Okay. Um, but eventually we will have to address the concept of voodoo mm. uh, in Cloak and Dagger. Sure. Um, because I have not seen all of the elements, I kind of want to gather all of the data first before I bring it to someone. Sure. But I would like to actually find like an expert on voodoo for sure to come and talk to us about this stuff because something that like you know again living here and having gone on a few different tours to try and learn more about the city and learn things, uh, one of the things that you frequently learn is that like you know voodoo is one of those things where kind of it, it kind of relates a little bit to the last topic that we talked about, right? Mm. Which is that there are practices and religions and uh spiritualities and all these other things like there are different elements of different cultures that sometimes get purposefully uh misconstrued or mm-hmm. purposefully shared Maligned. incorrectly yeah, exactly right, yeah. yeah um i mean like okay think of it like how the 80s uh 
trashed D and D, and they're like, it, right. "Your kids are literally right. summoning S- satanic Satan." Panic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, and it's like that's not at all what it is. Like at best, your kids are just fucking nerds. You know, it's like <laughs> it's, it's like that's it's all nerds it is. Pretending that's it, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, and and the thing is, like with voodoo, it's not you know people just pretending or whatever, but like it's not this like it's like they make it to be this this dark art that is like cannibalistic and all this right. stuff. I mean, like voodoo is like, honestly, it's, it's really like more like literally spiritual than anything else. And, right. and like, it's just, it's just misused and mis, uh, misrepresented yeah. in, especially in pop culture. Like sure. it's become a very popular thing to like make it seem like, Ooh, you know, I'm this evil person, but it's like, really, that's not what it's used for. Yeah. So I, we're kind of getting into some territory with that a little bit with like these um, divine pairings. Right. Um, now, granted, this might be a way to take something that is from the area, tweak it a little bit to right. then include it into right. a comic book thing, which I mean, to a certain extent, it's like I don't want people to like appropriate, but I sure. do get like not wanting to by actually changing it. Perhaps you are then avoiding appropriation. And I mean, I will say I'm that not sure where that line is from my, you know, very ill-informed uh, perspective. It didn't seem to me like they were saying, um, I forget what her name is, Aunt. Um, hold on, Aunt. Sorry, I believe it's uh, Auntie uh, Chantel. Auntie Chantel. Yeah, it did. It didn't. Um, it didn't appear to me that that she was being maligned as 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 evil or or like a like which it, it was just sort of like this is her culture and she is passing it on to her um niece or or who you know whatever um yeah. auntie auntie uh, it can be kind of a a, a a a less family tree accurate term uh sometimes yes and and we even see that in like in a couple other movies right. like at yeah. one point um killmonger yeah uh, drops it like now that is but to also, his actual aunt yeah <laughs> that's true but i mean like but it's like it's the way he says it yeah you know, exactly. it's like very clearly like mm-hmm. part of like instead of like saying like hey aunt so-and-so like the way like it, it's almost like a, a term of uh of of like endearment and respect sometimes for elders kind in like your a, yeah in your community and yeah. stuff like that uh, but like the way he says it is very clear that it's like, oh, I'm using it, but I'm saying it sarcastically. Right. You know what I mean? It's like a and like it's like, ugh, come on. Adding G or San, depending on like an Indian or a J- Japanese, like it's like a uh, to uh, a respect, like you're saying, like like a uh, Miyagi San or like a mm-hmm. um, yes, now someone I understand you adding G yeah. in in India means that same thing where it's like a, a term of respect. Right. Um, um, yeah, but I think yeah, I mean, oh, sorry, good. I was just saying, also, I think that sometimes, especially with this, it's like part of your community because a lot yeah. of the times uh, it is it is kind of the mentality of the expression, like it takes a whole village to raise yeah. you know, our children kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's also that where it's like you might not actually be my blood relative, but like, right. you right. know, you have enough connection with me that like I need to have some right. form of like, right. you know, as opposed to just miss so-and-so, you right. know. Right, exactly. Um, so I think there's a lot of that in there. I think um, I'll, I'd also like to, sorry, we'll get to I, character the, later. Um, the the I'd like to um, when we get there. I definitely let, want to do what you're talking about. I'd also like to look into the writers and actors mm-hmm. of, of who who are who are portraying this because I would love it if they found representation and inclusion by taking people with a background if they are maybe a writer 
or the actress or both or whatever to to represent this in a fair way. Um, yes. Or at least consulted. I'd like, yeah, I definitely think it's going to be important to to do um, a bit of research on this and and perhaps have like an expert, like you said, or uh, someone who's done research in this in this regard um, on to talk about it for sure. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, so like that's all the stuff, uh, you know, again, those are some teasers. Those are some some mentalities. But like it's this thing of like as I've watched these first two scenes. Yeah. Uh, and like I'm hearing like the history of the city and like, you know, the very clear like character voice choice and stuff like that, which, again, I don't think is necessarily a bad thing because th- there are definitely people here who who have that voice. Right. You know what I mean? So like, I'm not saying that I don't think that that's bad, but like it's the idea of like, OK, adding all these things currently i feel like we're in a, in a territory where we're like we're kind of for lack of better term safe but mm-hmm. it is something that i'm keeping an eye on just to be sure because i'm always like ah you know you got to be careful with like yeah. how you're going to then portray an entire city for sure and the people that are currently there and also the people who came before right and i think and from what i've seen in the first season you know ill-informed not not a part of any sort of context of new orleans there was no part of it that felt slanderous. I don't know if it, if there's sure. a, a stereotype in the other way where it's like, you know, ah, uh, the good old hardy New Orleanians, like whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think it's gonna be very interesting for you to be a part of this in the context in which you were a part of New Orleans and to maybe talk to some other people also from that community. I mean, we're gonna have to definitely delve into some um, New Orleans community folks, I think, because of, stuff that happens in in sure. and dagger like there's insular groups that i don't want to just do some wikipedia research on and try and and try and nail the shot with you know little background i think we could i think we can reach out and by that point we'll be world famous so i think we can reach out um and get sort of some true good experience contextualized voices right for all of this stuff uh, yeah, I, I totally agree, and like, uh, and I also agree with the idea of like we're going to be world famous uh, yep. because you know we've we've talked about it before, but like all these big stars, like they are fans of the show, they sure. do listen. So yeah. you know, uh, Brie sure. Larson, you know, like we mentioned just a couple mm-hmm. episodes ago, uh, really like stoked uh, to have you like come up on the show sometime. Yeah, uh, and also you know, thank you for spreading the love of the show, which I think you've probably definitely done by now. There's a definite, <laughs> very much like a. Uh, probably hasn't, but you know, no, but um, you never know. Right. Now, um, and by now, you mean when we're talking about cloak and dagger, modern day, yes. right? Yes, correct. Years That's and years I mean. from now, yeah, 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 for sure. Correct, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's good, and I think even just keeping in mind that we want to keep an eye out for this kind of thing, because comic books can definitely be guilty of simplifying or stereotyping or mm-hmm. um or whatever i think that perhaps they've gotten better and they've gotten more uh inclusive and representative of other voices besides white guys um or yeah, even I mean, like it helps or even when jewish you start guys bringing like, in right um i was gonna say it started it helps when you start bringing in more writers yeah that are from diverse cultures yeah. um I'll say that like a lot of like the more recent modern runs of series that have to do with, you know, uh, characters of color. Yeah. Having someone like from their community uh, write their stories. Yeah. 
those stories have been like like just you know knock them out of the park kind of thing. You know what I mean? I'm gonna say anything anything I see written by Ta-Nehisi Coates, I'm in. Yes. I'm in. Yes, exactly. I was literally I was thinking exactly of of their run uh recently, which I think that particular I mean th- that particular did, series is actually unfortunately coming to a close. They like, also, I think they did it's Black Panther, they also did um actually you know what? That Captain America run I was talking about in uh, 1693, mm-hmm. I think that was also written by Tony Easy Hoods. I'm pretty sure. Very possible. But yeah, he's done he's done runs on Black Panther and uh, Captain America for sure. But like, mm-hmm. I want to see anything that he that he wants to that he wants to to do because he he's knocked the, out of the park basically everything that I've seen him write for Marvel. So and he's from Baltimore. <gasps> Maybe that's all. I mean, you know, that might be another reason. Because like, I feel like anytime there's someone from Maryland, whether I know it or not, I'm like, I just feel like we're connected in some <laughs> way. I just feel like on some level, you know, you and I, like we really connect. Like there's just something. And then someone's like, it's because they're from Maryland. And se- the second I hear that, I'm like, oh, claws up, pinch, pinch. <laughs> all right, crabs. Here we go. Got it. Um, anyway, that's that. Okay. So, James, do you want to talk about social media? I do. I really, really do. We have a Twitter account for this podcast that's also the same as our Instagram, and that is at Timeline Scav. Start typing scavengers and then stop at the V. Um, <laughs> we have individual Twitter handles. Mine is at Unabashed James. That ends with an S, Colin. And my name is, uh, sorry, oh, my handle is at Colin M. Parker. That ends with an R. Are you sure? Are you are ready to you go? Sure? Yeah. Uh, ridiculous. R is for ridiculous. We also have a website at Scavengers Network uh, that is at scavengersnetwork.com and a Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash the scavengers network, where you can get access to all sorts of bonus content for $2 a month, including Colin, I'm this close to start starting writing the normals. Like I'm I'm this close to, to start writing our, the quick sketches of, people that weren't affected that weren't the superheroes affected by these uh these events that we're talking about i just feel like the world's our oyster at this point and bonus content yeah, for sure but i think that is going to do it uh oh thank you to nick bramaldi nick bramald um nick bramald who you can yep who you can find on twitter at n b r a m a l d on his website is in his bio, uh, and you can find like little examples of things that he's written. Uh, great guy, great music. Can't thank him enough. He made the theme that you hear at the beginning and the ending of the show. Uh, and before we go, James, I'd like to give a shout out to another show on the network. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that if people want something to listen to in between uh, this episode and our next, uh, they can jump into. I'm um, doing a random number generator. And let's talk about Side Character Quest. Side Character sure. Quest is an improvised adventure podcast, uh, you know, D&D. Uh, but unlike most D&D podcasts, every new character arc follows a new minor character, uh, which is also a guest actor or player, uh, and a new adventure guided by the host through a larger setting and narrative that takes a back seat. Uh, and it's all one-on-one D&D, which I think is very fun. Like, it gets really, like, granular with, like, the character choices and stuff like that because it's just two people. Um, and so it's really, really fun. It's like the normals uh, like we were just talking about. The, the RPG. God, actually, yes, that it's, is pretty much exactly what it is. <laughs> I think I, I may have ripped off 
I may have ripped off Ty's idea when I was thinking about this audio but drama made series. It, made it superheroes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's, it's very fun. I believe it either just had the last arc end or might be the next episode that, oh, sorry, I realize I'm saying that. And by now, <laughs> it'll be many episodes later. Uh, but Mason, a friend of ours from the network, um, just guested on the show and did a little mini arc about a character that he created. Um, so, you know, that's a fun one. And it's it's fun because you can kind of start at the beginning of almost any arc without any former context. Every now and then, there might be a character who has come back, so you might need to hear their first one. But yeah. like I said, you could pretty much start almost anywhere, and it just makes sense. It's a great show. Tied to some of the most incredible editing and like sound design yes. of like any actual play podcast out there. It's insane. Absolutely. So yeah, go check that out. It's on our website. You can listen to a couple episodes there on the website and there's little buttons for you to click and listen to it on whatever app you would like to. That is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Join us next time. I am James Anderson. And I'm Colin Parker. Nine. 10, turn, shoot, Excelsior! <laughs> okay, we're gonna do a duel. Hang on. Okay, here we go. Let's do a little, little role play. I'm gonna... Oh, you did? Okay. You're okay. Okay, here, let's just do real quick. Um, what's your name? Are you recording? Yeah. Sure. This will be very funny. Go. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, just real quick, I'm gonna do that so I know where this moment happens. Okay, uh, what's your name? James. Okay, there we go, now we're lined up. Okay, so here's my plan. Okay. We're going to load our pistols. Okay. And then we're gonna start taking steps away. Um, then what we'll do is, is on the last few counts, we'll do, I'm James Anderson, I'm Colin Parker, and then we'll do like a, a 13, 14, 15, turn, and then Excelsior. Okay. And I'll put that like on like a bullet, like a gun. You know what I mean? Okay, got it. Does that make any sense? Okay. Yeah. So here we go. Okay. And start loading right now. Okay. Wait, is it gunpowder second? I always remember forgetting. Okay. 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 All right. Back to back. Here we go. Start, start taking our steps away. I'm James Anderson. And I'm Colin Parker. 13, 14, 15. Excelsior! Oh my God, Sir Pemberton. Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.